0: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night, wherever you are on the world, and welcome to another episode of Endurance Chat. This is part two of the Rolex 24-hour preview, so if you missed part one, have a listen back to that for some context on what we're doing, but I'm joined here with Austin and Chris again. We're going to go through the GT fields for this year's 24 hours of Daytona. Once again, how are you guys? Doing very well. Well rested. Great, Mike. Brilliant. Love to hear it. Uh, GTD Pro, everyone. A brand new class for sports car racing. I mean, brand new. It's GT3, but with factory, pro, lineups, ladies and gentlemen. It's the, it's the, the wet dream of the SRO uh, stable, truth be told. Uh, and 13 cars in this class. Just quickly, uh, Cookie, what do you reckon is the philosophy behind this class in, in IMSA competition? Why does it exist now? 24 hour sprint race,
1: Mike. <laughs> That's the one. That's it. It's just yep. for a 24 hour sprint race. <sighs> no, um, well, it's a it's a way for uh, a, a professional um, production OEM factory GT efforts to compete. Uh, per, you know, in the US, that is uh, far cry cheaper than GTLM was, because um, GTLM just had the caveat that you would go to Lamont, which is also expensive and also not guaranteed. Well, I guess it would be guaranteed for GTLM, but yeah uh, to a certain extent. Um, but yeah, so just a easier, um, uh, barrier of entry for professional outfits to compete in, uh, IMSA in the U.S.
0: Brilliant. And this is something that has been a little lacking in, well, not just, uh, not just IMSA competition, but also the WEC, like a full factory pro GT, uh, outing, like while GTE pro and GT Le Mans, has been and awesome. has produced some awesome racing over the years. It has been quite lean in recent times. So the fact that we've got 13 cars from eight different manufacturers represented in this class for its first outing is pretty exciting, Chris. But there's, there's a specific rule regarding some drive time that you've picked out that we we want to have a quick chat about, Chris.
2: Yeah, so um, Sean Heckman on Twitter, um, who co-hosts the Dinner with Racers podcast with Ryan Eversley, pointed out in the IMSA rules book that uh, a rule was made for a certain particular of uh, who's sponsored by WeatherTech. Many people like to point out as the Cooper McNeil rule as in GTD Pro only, multiple cars, meaning the driver who's racing multiple cars, for any silver or bronze driver racing in two cars in the same class in a four-driver car. That seems oddly specific, doesn't it?
1: in yeah, rural state
2: it's 2 hours and 15 minute minimum drive time so that's across both cars Co- correct As for GTD Pro only if you're racing multiple cars if you're a silver or bronze driver
0: so there's only 3 silver drivers in the field there's Kyle Kirkwood Austin uh sorry Patrick Astonheimer and Cooper McNeil, and Cooper McNeil is the only one driving two cars. Oh, there is also Rolf and Ikon, but he's barely a silver. But yeah, so that's basically only for Cooper McNeil and his two cars.
2: Yep, so he just do his two hours and change in each car, and he can just, you know, I don't know, head, head off to the bars, and watch the race from there pretty much. It, I don't know, I, I really don't like this rule. I think it's a, it's it's screaming at me that money talks in this case yeah. cuz obviously WeatherTech sponsors three cars because of the Proton USA entry and, the series. and the series. So I it's I I just don't like it.
0: Yeah, it it is kind of speaking to the sort of I don't want to say nepotism of the sport but the nepotism of the sport. Um on the plus side though, there is plenty of other things to focus on in this class. Apart from Cooper McNeil doing Cooper McNeil things. As we may have mentioned, 13 cars, 8 different manufacturers. Uh, That's a pretty exciting starting point. What we're going to do is we're going to go through each of the driver lineups and each of the crews and each of the teams by manufacturer order if you're following along. Um, So the good thing about this is that all the drivers have already been announced on the IMSA entry list. So you don't have to cross-check it with... um, with Wikipedia, like we were doing for our prototype preview. Thanks very much, LMP3 and LMP2. Anyway, um, so we'll, we'll just kick straight into it because we've got we've got thirty something cars to get through today. Uh, so the Porsche stable coming along with three cars. Um, uh, one of them is the aforementioned WeatherTech Racing car. Uh, well, one of the WeatherTech Racing cars. Uh, the seventy nine. Uh, with Cooper McNeil joining Julian Nannau, Matteo Cairoli, and Alessio Piccariello, Picre- Uh in that machine. Uh, it's all, We've also got Faf Motorsports with a all-star lineup of Matt Campbell, Matteo Jaminet, uh, and joined by Felipe Nasser, brand new Porsche factory driver, Felipe Nasser. Um, that's a bit of a story there in itself. Uh, and then, of course, KCMG are joining as well with Lawrence Vantour, Patrick Pille, Dennis Olsen, and Alexandra Imperatore. So that is basically the the full Porsche factory Team there, that's the all-star car. So guys, Porsche aren't messing around once again. That's three well, two and a half. Very, very we're gonna say it already, <laughs> stacks lineups, aren't we?
1: Yeah, that number two is scary.
0: The KCMG. I like it interests me that, that uh Alexander Imperatori, like he's a very good driver. I wouldn't rate him at the same level as like Dennis Olsen, Lawrence Vantour, But of course, he's a KCMG driver, so you have to shoehorn him in there somewhere. So, uh, is that going to is that going to be a problem for that team, or uh, is the rest of the team's strength uh a, a good enough to not to carry him? Because you don't want to like carrying a gold driver sounds a bit dumb. But you know, if you compare that to Matt Campbell, Matteo Jaminet, Felipe Nasser as a three car line- driver lineup, that's pretty nuts.
2: It, it yeah, so. might it might actually help them because uh, some of these uh, driver lineups in GTD Pro, they have three drivers. So if what they can do is they can stick Imperatori in the car and let the other threes have a little rest, hmm. uh, that might be an advantage for them as with the three-driver teams, as you know, they're all stars of the sport, they're going to be uh, less rested. I don't know. It might play out in their favor. Imperatori? I think is 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 a good enough driver where you can just stick him in for a couple hours and let everybody else rest and you know get up to shape and and just you know have at it. Absolutely. What about your thoughts, Cookie?
1: Yeah, I uh, I I like the I don't know the, the driver lamp of the two is very very scary um, and I don't think uh, Alexander is. Kind of, like, going to be that much of an anchor. I mean, just because there's a lot of safety car stuff that goes on in NIMSA. Yeah, indeed. um, Regardless. And uh, feel neutralized. Um, But, yeah, I mean, FAF is probably going to have, in terms of, like, not a dip at all in performance. Like, they probably have the best, like, Porsche lineup um, through and through. but. I would agree
0: with that. Uh, we, we're used to seeing uh, Campbell, Jaminé and Bamber together in the uh, GPX car in SRO GT World Challenge. Um, so that's Cam, Jam and Bam. Um, but adding to that instead, Felipe Nasser, who is a brand new Porsche factory driver uh, and has, I'm assuming, uh, been rolled into the Porsche program to test the Petsky uh, LMDH machine. So that's a pretty exciting story. But like that driver lineup looks terrifying. Uh, what about the 79? Anlao, Caroli, Piccirillo and Cooper McNeil. There's three old drivers there and of course Cooper. Um, do they have the firepower to stand up to the other two Porsche teams?
1: Yeah.
0: Do you think so? I would say so. Really? I mean, Anlao is pretty oh. great. Car- Caroli hasn't kicked on as much as we were expecting him to after an awesome season in the WEC a few years ago. Um, Alessio Piccarello, I haven't really seen too much of him. Whereabouts is he from,
2: Chris? So Alessio Piccarello is a 2020 European Le Mans Series GTE champion with Dempsey Progon. Oh, of course. And uh, before that time, uh, he was racing Audis like around 2014, 2015 uh, in Asia. Uh, he, I think he was a champion of the Audi R8 LMS Cup, which was a single one-make championship for Audi R8s, uh, only in Asia. Um, and then he was racing, I believe, Mercedes after that. Um, China GT comes to mind, and maybe Black Pan GT Asia. Yeah, But now, of course, recently he's been up, up on the move with Porsche.
0: That probably means that I've actually seen him race in person because the Audi RA LMS Cup raced on the streets of Adelaide in 2019. Um, so I probably is highly likely that I probably would have seen him race. Um, I think the number nine, the PRAF Motorsport car is the Porsche to watch out of that group, lads. Uh, any any uh, Any objections no.
2: to that?
1: None for me. No, sir. None? Chris?
2: I think I would have to agree. Um, Felipe Nazir, although he, I believe this will be his, I want to say his first time in a GT3 three car. Um, I'm obviously with the war coming up this weekend. He'll get the testing done. He'll be fine. Hmm. Um, for Porsche, yeah, I think it's going to be down to the number nine and the number two. I don't know. I, I don't know. WeatherTech Racing has surprised us before. They won Sebring, Road America, and Petit last year. So that, we'll have to wait and see. That is true,
0: but that was with Matt Campbell and uh, Earl Bamber behind the wheel. And another factory super driver, perhaps even Ann Lauer, um, And... Uh, that's it, was, it was
2: Ann Lauer and uh, Campbell. And Campbell,
0: yeah. Um, and that was due uh, in part to getting into really, really good positions and minimizing as much time that Cooper could do behind the wheels. So, uh, it, that'll be interesting to see how they go. Uh, Corvette have two cars. Um, the C8R GTD. So, obviously, this is a tuned-down or modified version of the GTE machine because there doesn't exist a GT3 Corvette because... When was the last time Corvette actually made a GT3 machine themselves and didn't ex- like outsource it to Callaway or whoever? Uh, and mm. these are your your, your favorite uh, Corvette factory lineups. Antonio Garcia, Jordan Taylor, Nicky Katzberg in the three, Tommy Milner, Nick Tandy, and Marco Sorensen in the four. And if I just check my Le Mans spotters guide from last year, I believe these are almost exactly the same... Uh, driver lineups as they race with at Le Mans, almost, there is one difference, and I believe it is Alexander Sims, who raced in the 64 last year, was is not there this year, and in fact Michael Sorensen takes that spot, um, so exactly what we were expecting from uh, from Corvette, Any any surprises there at all?
2: Yeah, so Alexander Sims, I believe, was announced a day or two ago. He's a BMW M Motorsports Works driver. Um, I believe he also does Formula E. I'm not sure if he's still in that championship. Someone can correct me on that. Um, But yeah, Marco Sorensen is the new guy. Um, He was racing in SRO events a lot last year with Aston Martin. And this will be his first year with Corvette, at least in IMSA competition. I believe he's also going to be doing, um, it was just announced a day or two ago. He's gonna be racing uh the TF Sport entry with Ben Keating and Florian Latour.
0: Yeah, well, he's been a uh Aston Martin racing driver for a quite a long time. He was part of the, the Dane train with Nicky team and Ooh. David my Hansen? Is that is that
2: too long ago? That
0: sounds all right.
2: And um with the new and obviously with the news, um there's only gonna be one Corvette uh, racing full time this year compared to the usual two that we see in him so um, so the number four Corvette, that's going to be actually your full-time, uh, WEC entry. Oh, uh, yes. And the number three was last year's, uh, GT Lamar champions and Rolex winners.
0: So of those two cars, which do you reckon is the strongest? Uh, Antonio Garcia, Jordan Taylor, Nikki Katzberg, or Milner Tandy and Sorensen Cookie, what do you reckon?
1: Uh, number three.
0: Number three? Yeah, number three. Uh, is that, what makes you say number three? Both of you pretty quickly went to number three there.
1: Uh, better mesh with both the primary drivers yep. and Catsburg is very, very good.
2: Yep, Garcia and Taylor has been with Corvette for a while and Katsburg I believe, is fir- not his first time racing Corvettes. He was last year's winner with Corvette, So I think the number three has a stronger lineup and better mesh with drivers.
0: Yeah, and that, that seems to make sense. I think Garcia and... Well, I mean, Garcia's been racing Corvettes for two decades now. <laughs> That's what it feels yeah, like.
2: Was, yeah, it's like... At least uh, for his first championship was with Corvette with 2008 for IMSA. Oh my He actually won Le Mans in 2008 with an Aston Martin. Um, so and so he's won Le Mans in uh, 20 in two different manufacturers. In the 2009 Rolex 24 winner with a in the in the Brumos Porsche uh, Daytona prototype.
0: Oh, yes, that beautiful Brumos Porsche. I lo- that. That was the first endurance race I actually prop. Properly got a chance to sit down and watch, and the fact that Porsche won it in such a beautiful looking car is a happy days, great memories, great memories. Um. Next up on the entry list, we got one car from Lexus in GTD Pro. Uh, Vassar Sullivan uh, piloting the car. The number 14 machine of Jack Hawksworth, Ben Barnico, and Kyle Kirkwood. Uh, Jack Hawksworth, of course, being operated from Silver from a season or two ago. So he's been as part of that uh, Vassar Sullivan team for a while. Ben Barnico, huge uh, name to put into that machine. Uh, Very, very accomplished driver. Uh, second place in the Bathurst 12-hour in 2020, amongst other great achievements. And Kyle Kirkwood as a silver in the GTD Pro car. Um, uh, Chris, enlighten us on Kyle Kirkwood's credentials. Does he have the clout to be a silver in this class? I mean, clearly he is a silver in this class, but like, why?
2: Well, I believe for the past couple of years, he was the Enduro driver for Lexus in GTD. But also, uh, he rolled through the in- road to the Indy ladder, winning championship after championship. Just last year, he basically curb stomped the entire field in Indy Lights to win the championship. So I think I would say he's qualified.
0: Ooh, interesting. So uh, a young, up and coming pro then. Uh, Barnacote and Hawksworth, that's a pretty formidable pairing as well, Cookie. Uh, do you reckon uh, the Lexus has got a chance of pulling through for a win?
1: In particular, too, they, they seem to be pretty strong here, um, if not for some reliability issues, and also uh, got Pro just throwing it into the wall after Turn 1, like, if the first hour in a few years ago. Um, yeah, I think they'll stand a good chance, as long as they keep the nose clean, and uh, that car's got pace, and it likes Daytona. So.
2: And was, yeah, go ahead. Ben, ben Barnacote, like, when he was with McLaren, you barely saw him race. He, in 2022... He he already won an endurance race. He won the, the Gulf 12 hours overall uh, with the two C's Motorsports McLaren, uh, not McLaren, but a Mercedes. So he already has a win in the bag for 2022, albeit that race only had like 12 cars. But I feel like he's going to be put more to use, more races for him, which is obviously, you know, as a racing driver, that's good to hear.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And Barnaco is one of those drivers that you want racing as many things as possible because he is just that good and it's just awesome to watch him race. And he's a, a very well-spoken person as well. I've had the pleasure of interviewing him a few times uh, in my travels and he's he's someone who has a really good handle on how to communicate what a race car is doing and how to communicate how a race sort of goes along so that's going to be a big advantage for that team when it comes to setup and strategy and those sort of things one car from aston martin in gtd pro it's the heart of racing number 23 machine maxime martin alex riberas and ross gunn Uh, ross gunn's going to be hoping not to bin it into the pit lane wall this time around but uh aston martin uh not a team, not a car that we've seen traditionally do very well at Daytona. Uh, Riberis, Martin Gun. that's a pretty good lineup, all things considered. Uh, Do we see them having a proper shot at it this time around?
1: Sort of. Sort of? Yeah. I'm not expecting a lot from them, but uh, just from, I, I think that there's, they're, they're probably going to need to have a perfect race in order to do well, but I think they're going to fare better than, Previous decades' attempts at Aston Martin's competing in pro categories in GT at Daytona because they've just not done well at all. They've just been in incidents or not been off the pace. They're just off the pace, and yeah, I think this this Aston Martin crew and effort stands a better shot of having a good result. But I don't know if they'll. Like, I think Podium's probably their highest goal at this point right now. I don't, I don't see them competing for the win
0: yet. Well, yeah, last year in GTD, so this is the uh, Pro-Am category, uh, Aston Martin, heart of racing team, finished fourth, and the TF Sport car finished sixth. Uh, so not quite at the very, very pointy end of the field. But uh, Gunn operated to gold, I think, last season, and Riberas uh, has raced in a bunch of stuff i feel like uh sro related activities as well uh he has uh, yeah. a
2: couple of he will challenge europe wins with wrt in 2018 and also alex right i believe has been with this team for a while even when it was uh when the heart of racing was uh partnered
0: with alex yob racing yes um, oh man that's a team that i've not thought about in time. a
2: while and this team now we have to mention i i think it'll be remiss if we don't mention that the uh, heart of racing They've been improving. I mean, they went with a two-car team for the first time, um, at least in a while, at Laguna Seca last year. And not to mention, they were last year's Petit Le Mans champions in GT Daytona. Um, And also, obviously, um, this team, uh, I believe Alex Riberas was one of the drivers, was at the 24 Hours of Dubai, and they finished second in the GT4 class.
0: Okay, so still uh, quite a bit of clout and also uh, a bit of recent racing experience. Um, I it, The problem I have is the Aston Martin typically hasn't had the outright straight line speed that other cars seem to have had um, and uh, the rest of the class looks just terrifying. So uh, as much as Gunn and Martin and Rubiris uh, strike fear into the heart of other teams, the... Other drivers in some of the other cars strike Morphia. fear, uh, and one of those cars is one of the uh, BMW team RLL machines. Uh, two of the brand new M4 GT3s, which I believe is their track debut in competition this year. For this, uh, like worldwide, um, we'll, we'll have yeah, uh,
2: 24 Hours of Dubai. Oh, I mean, the 24 Hours of Dubai doesn't really count.
0: Oh, <laughs> and they get
2: out of here. last uh, year. First of all, how dare you! Race- they raced last The BMW um, M4 If you're talking about Homologation debut It was the 21st of Dubai But last year they did uh, The 24 Hours of Sebring um, And also they con- Were entered in the uh, Last year's round of GT World Challenge Europe Endurance At Barcelona So they've been Racing this car For Since around October Just you know Trying to get a test Making sure it works And now It's you know for the big, big, big debut uh, for IMSA competition.
0: Absolutely. So the two uh, two cars, 24 and 25. 24 has Philip Eng, Marco Whitman, Nick Yellowly, and Sheldon Vanderlinde. And the 25 has Cotter DiFilippi, John Edwards, Augusto Farfus, and Jesse Krohn. Now, uh, a lot of those are pretty uh, stalwart BMW factory names, so no real surprises there. Uh, DiFilippi has had a bit of a reputation given to him <laughs> after a few major incidents last year where he mm-hmm. pushed a, a driver or two off track, uh. So, the the BMW has a bit of a, a reputation for being a bit of a bully on track. Do you think they're going to use that to to their effect this time around? Uh, we, should we will we be prepared to get some contact notices from the BMW team?
2: I know, yes. I know the meme last year, me because uh, Conor D. Felipe for at least the last hour, hour and a half of the race, when he was battling, I believe, with the Corvette, uh, he just kept flashing his lights every chance he got, just. You know, and then obviously, you know, go, going down. I believe in the turn seven and uh, making contact with the Corvette, and you know, having that incident there, and that's what caused uh, the weather tech car to went. Uh, so we'll <laughs> see if Felipe can have his aggressiveness in check. But he's a he's a good driver. He just needs to keep. Keep that
0: in check. And Conor filippi also has a GTD win here with uh, Land Motorsport, which I believe ended up getting taken away from them after the whole fuel filler thing as well. Uh, so, uh, uh, quite a story for De filippi here in the past. Uh, of those two cars, guys, who do you reckon is the more exciting or more accomplished driver lineup? They're they're, they're pretty evenly matched, truth be told.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'll I'll kind of. Yeah, I would say they're they're very close. Maybe 24 for me. Um I know 25 has got a little bit more, maybe US uh flair to it, but I think 24 I'll give the nod to it as being the better BMW. I'm excited yeah, to 20... see Evander in there. Yeah, Chris. Yeah,
2: 24. Uh, I believe 24 is it, it's it's the DTM car because Philip Eng races in DTM. Marco Vettman, two-time DTM champion. And Sheldon Vanderland races, races for rover racing in DTM. And then you have Nick Yellowly, uh, 2019 China GT champion. There's an obscure fact for you. Uh, 2020 N24 winner. And uh, something that I was surprised to know about, I learned this last year during F1 testing uh, in December. He's actually a test and simulator driver for the Aston Martin F1 team. Wow,
0: there you go. That is a nice little obscure fact. Cool. Okay. Uh, yeah, it, it's interesting that the the one car has, well, the 24 car has a bit more of an international flavor, while it, whereas the 25 car is very much, well, besides Jesse Crone, is very much the Americas with uh two USA drivers and Farfus adding the Brazilian fare. So we'll uh, keep eyes on the BMW. They'll be hard to miss because they'll either be flashing lights or running people off the road. The (laughs) Ferrari is represented by Rizzi Competizione in the 62. Great to see Rizzi back in the championship after a few uh, tumultuous years in terms of uh, sporadic entries and costing and uh, having their entire uh, operation damaged by, was it Hurricane... One of them,
1: hurricane. One of them. I I can't yeah. remember. The,
0: the, the, yep. the, the ones in was it Dallas? It was I can't remember where uh, it, was. No, it was. The
1: Houston. That's the one. Houston. Yeah, hurricane. Yeah, yeah.
2: Harvey. Uh, hurricane I,
0: Harvey.
2: Yeah, that, that, was, that was
0: it. That was, yeah. So that's the, that's why Rizzy's been hurricane. One of them. Hurricane. One of them. I know, right? Uh That's great. So the Ferrari 488 GT3, we know that's a proven uh concept, a car that wins races everywhere it goes, and boy howdy. These drivers, straight from the WEC effort, Alessandra Pierguidi, James Collado, Daniel Serra, Davide Regon, that is a terrifying quartet of drivers. These guys have come literally just from winning the FIA WEC uh, GTE Pro Manufacturers title. Uh, the, I think the only exception there is Davide Regon, but like Regon is an extremely accomplished driver in himself. He doesn't need a FIA GTE Pro Championship. He's got his own championships that he wins. It's it's that is a horrifically stacked lineup.
1: Yeah, yeah, it is. It is world class for Ferrari standards. So, yeah, it's a it's a shame that they own they all have one car to be in, kind of for that. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, it's nuts, nuts. That that lineup
2: is fantastic. It does what impresses me is that Daniel Sarah, uh three-time Stock Car Brazil champion, so he races Ferraris in all the big Enduros around the world, but he still races full-time in Stock Car Brazil. He, <laughs> so he's getting probably much more seat time than perhaps uh, perhaps maybe the Vita Gun, um, because Stock Car Brazil has, like, what, 10, 12 rounds, and they race two races each. Um, so... He, he's probably one of the most freshest out there in terms of getting out because the last race of Stock Car Brazil was like mid-December. Mm. And some of these guys haven't raced since November. Mm.
0: Uh, that's really, really cool. I didn't know that Sarah was continuing with his Stock Car Brazil exploits. He's been one, someone who's been on my radar for quite a while after doing some pretty cool things across uh, Aston Martin initially and then other uh, championships Uh, around as well so cool to see that car there is not a weak link in that team at all is there guys no
1: no No. that is a a solid through and through lineup they just have to hope they don't have any ill will befall them absolutely (laughs)
0: Um, someone we did miss earlier up in the entry list, which we're going to go back and check out now because I got a little too excited. Uh, the Mercedes AMG number 15 car, uh, Proton USA, two Mercedes, uh, in the, uh, in the entries for GTD Pro, uh, Dirk Muller, Patrick Assenheimer and Austin Sindrick behind the Proton USA car. The other Mercedes is the WeatherTech Racing car of Cooper McNeil, of course, uh, Daniel Yucandela, Morrow Engel, and Jules Gounon in the 97 machine. Uh, Proton USA's entry kind of confuses me a little bit. A three-car lineup with a silver in GTD Pro. It's not really what I would have expected, but, you know, Dirk Muller, Austin Sindrick, great uh, pro drivers. Uh, Sindrick has been a part of the uh Mercedes factory lineup for a while as he's worked his way up the ladder but the 97 car Della Angle and Gunon that is an all-star Mercedes lineup isn't it?
1: Mm-hmm Yeah the each OEM seems to kind of really pack the house with this uh, really going for the first maiden GTD Pro uh, win for sure they just they yeah this is another very stacked lineup for uh, especially for Mercedes
2: Chris? And Austin Sindrick, I'm going to have to correct you on this one. he's more of a Ford factory driver he just wants to race he's, he's just allow, he just allowed he he just allowed to race McLarens. um he savings. races for team penske in the nascar cup series i believe he's 2020 nascar xfinity series champion well
0: isn't although and yep isn't and Austin, also uh tim sindrick's son or
2: nephew yep.
0: so no wonder yep, there's yep, that penske uh, connection
2: there yeah and also um, he's going to be racing in the four-hour Michelin Pilot Challenge race on Friday with the Ford Mustang, with Chase Briscoe, Haley Deegan, and one other person. I can't remember. if it, Maybe it's just a three-driver team. But um, don't forget, Flood, as this pertains to the near part of the world, he raced for Erebus in the Mercedes in 2015 Bathurst 12R.
0: Absolutely right. That is exactly where my brain goes when I talk about uh, the um, the Mercedes uh, ladder because he was racing in that car with, I want to say, Bernd Schneider and another Australian. I believe it may have even been Davey Reynolds back in 2016, 2016 or 2017 that happened. So quite a while ago now, um, but that was my first exposure to Syndric and he was, he was quite good in that car. So it's no surprise to see me uh, see him still making moves up the... Uh, up the Mercedes ladder. Guys, I, I've i got to say the 97 looks the, the better lineup. You know, Engel, Gunon, Junkadela. How much of an anchor is McNeil going to be? Can they get McNeil's drive time out of the way early and then just fire on with the, the Platinum drivers?
2: I think that's going to be the plan. Um, I think they're going to try to... Well, since Cooper McNeil's racing two cars, he's uh, well, He's I would presume he's probably going to start one of them. And do a stint, get that out of the way, Um but we'll have to see if he chooses the Porsche or the Mercedes. Really tough to call at this time.
0: Cookie, what are your thoughts? Which Mercedes is the the scarier one?
1: On a scary value, I'll say. Uh, I mean, honestly, probably the fifteen is. is yeah. Is not. Is a. I feel like it's. I feel like it's a sleeper pick. Uh, Cindric is no slouch when it comes to. uh Uh, road course racing um i don't think he's got anything on this kind of level before but i do think his pace is pretty good especially running um in the uh, pilot sport challenge uh series with ford a bunch of times so and esheimer is very good and obviously mueller is fantastic so um yeah i mean they could they could do all right but i mean the the yeah the 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 majority of the talent is gonna befall um the 97. Hmm. So, um, and I do think that with, especially with the Silvers, you just have to play it well. I mean, it could be fog. So you could have a bunch of laps run on a safety car. So you could just run him then. Um, you know, you could have some rain, have a crash on, you know, where they need to repair something. So, I don't know. There, there can be, you know, areas where you could definitely just get him out of the way. And because of the wave around policy with him, so you don't have to really be that far behind the eight ball and make it back up pretty quickly. So That's true. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah. Yeah. The, the thing that worries me, though, is that Asenheimer is not Daniel Serra. <laughs> no, no no, he's,
1: no, no. For sure he's not. And
0: so that that's going to be the, the problem for the 15 team to work their way out. One last car in GTD Pro, and it is the number 63 Lamborghini Huracan, run by TR3 Racing. This driver lineup has uh, Marco Mapelli, Andrea Caldarelli, Mirko Bortolotti, and Rolf Eneichen, who has been a uh, Lamborghini stalwart over in the States for a while. Uh, a triple Italian flavor with some uh, with. Nike in there filling out the team uh, pretty pretty exciting team uh, again the silver is going to be a issue in that but TR3 Racing it's the first time I've heard of the team and uh, they're f- running a fully supported factory effort here aren't they
2: yeah so TR3 Racing was uh, a GT World Challenge America team from last year I believe they also raced uh, GT America I believe I want to say Marco Mapelli was maybe a part of that lineup last year for them in GT World Challenge but yeah, uh, this is gonna be so. It's gonna be a, so. I believe they're also fielding a car in GT Daytona, and they have a interesting livery situation going on because uh, with the red number plate in GTD Pro, the car is gonna be uh, Lamborghini green, and then with the green number plate in GTD, it's gonna be a red car. So it's a huh. nice little mix of colors, little little clashing that they got going on there. Very Christmas themed,
0: even though Christmas was a month ago. <laughs> um, how do you reckon gonna a Nikon's going to rank up to the rest of the team? Of course, three Platinum drivers in that car, car uh, drivers that we're used to seeing win GT, uh, GT World Challenge races. Uh, can a Nikon keep pace with the other Platinums in the other cars? Or is he going to be someone that they're going to have to strategize around and hope for a safety
2: car to bring them back up? they'll be fine Rolf and Iken, he's, he's usually I think he's not too bad he he was don't forget he's two-time Rolex 24 winner of Grasso Racing Team but that's um, in GTD so,
0: where it's a pro-am lineup that's the thing that's the thing like again the same problem with uh Patrick Asenheimer like and Eichen isn't a Davide Regon or an uh or a Alexandra Imperatori or someone like that he's just still a silver driver so it's something that the team is definitely yeah. gonna have to work around yeah
2: but Patrick Asenheimer won the Number Green Twenty Four overall, which that was a full field full of pro teams. That's true.
0: Okay, maybe you're picking things apart too 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 well. I don't like it. <laughs> okay, that's <laughs> that's the GTD Pro entry. Uh, I'm going to give you guys a second because I'm going to ask you for a sec for a top three. Um, but in the meantime I'm going to remember to thank our sponsor the RacingLion.app because they have uh, gladly uh, continued their support of us this year so get onto the RacingLion.app for your motorsport calendar set all your alerts for each of the sessions so you don't miss anything anything from the Raw or anything from uh, the the 24 hour weekend itself Uh, and uh, yeah David Ellis who runs that has done a very good job with that app on Android and iOS so make sure you check it out and support them who support us so, Chris, Cookie, I'll go Chris first. Give me your top three in GTD Pro. I'm gonna go with number number nine. That's FAF Motorsports, Campbell, Jaminet, and NASA. Number three, uh, Corvette Racing, Garcia, Taylor, and Katzberg.
2: And I'm I'm gonna say uh, number twenty four.
0: That is the BMW Team RLL car with Philip Ang, Marco Whitman, Nick Yellily, and
2: Sheldon Vanderlinder. Avoiding the Reesey car, I notice, Chris. I, every time I hope the Reesey car wins, it always just has a terrible race.
0: <laughs> yeah, don't want to curse them this early, do you?
2: Absolutely not.
0: Uh, Cookie. Uh, I'll go 3, 9, and 24. So you're also going Corvette Racing, Path Motorsports, and the BMW Team RLL car. The same ones as yes. Chris. That's weird. Yes. Yeah. It's like we're Americans. Uh, that's true. Yeah. I don't like that. Well, I, I, I can't look past the, the, the 62, the Reese car. That looks just crazy stacked for me. Um, I'm also going to go the number 9. And I might jump on the number 4, the other Corvette car, just to be different. Just to be a little different. But basically what we're saying is avoid the Silvers.
2: Well, we'll see. We've, we've been surprised numerous times. And obviously with the safety car set up and the lucky dog, the wave arounds, uh, people can get lucky. So we'll have to just wait and see.
0: Absolutely. And it wasn't too long ago that uh, a, a team, I think it was, um, I think it was actually WeatherTech Racing came from two laps down to win or to place on the podium. So it isn't unheard of at all uh, for that to happen. So that's GTD Pro, guys. What what are you expecting from this class? Uh, it's going to be the first race of this class in IMSA. What are we expecting?
2: Uh, it, in all honesty, uh, you might see the silver class cars, as you mentioned, uh, um, uh, Michael, that they might be mixed in with the regular GTD grid, because as far as I'm aware, both GTD Pro and GTD are not going to have separate BOP, the Ah. as both of those classes together uh will be b o p together so we'll 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 basically be seeing uh a whole hodgepodge of GTE cars all mixed up together like uh like a like good old casserole i love it i love it
0: uh are we expecting to see chaos from this class cookie or or or, or otherwise
1: yeah i mean i i think it'll look a little bit like leban where the uh, g t e uh um Guys were just kind of, um, not necessarily a procession, but everybody will kind of be within reaching distance from each other. Um, I think there might be some separation, but I think with all the wave rounds and safety cars that will happen, I I think this will be pretty tight. Um, So I wouldn't be surprised to see just very close racing, maybe not just constantly um, passing back and forth, but definitely some ebb and flows and a lot of following for sure.
0: Awesome. 13 cars, that's going to be a quite an exciting prospect and I'm sure there will be plenty of eyes on those guys throughout the race. Now, GTD, the the, the Pro-Am category here, uh, a bronze and a silver, or actually two amateur drivers are required, so either two silvers or a bronze and a silver are required for this class 22 entries guys that's basically a grid in itself so that's that's a huge Mm -hmm. amount of cars uh, which gives you something like 35 GT machines across the course of the the race
2: that's a pretty that's
0: pretty wild isn't it yep 35 GT
2: cars the fact that GTD Pro or not GTD Pro but GTD has a bigger grid than GT World Challenge America really speaks
0: (laughs) volumes Absolutely. that's It's quite an exciting prospect. And there's nine manufacturers represented in the GT3 field. So in addition to the... Well, uh, we remove Corvette because Corvette are only running GTD Pro. But we also add in Acura with a single car and two cars from McLaren as well. So that's going to be pretty exciting to see the variety in GTD. We're going to crack straight into it. No, no ifs, ands, or buts. We're going to go straight in. Lexus are bringing one car. And they have the first car on the entry list is the number 12 uh, from Vassa Sullivan as well. And this is the car that we would uh, remember from last year. Frankie Montecalvo and Richard Heisland are the, the two amateurs. And they're driving with Aaron Tielitz and uh, Townsend Bell. I believe these guys didn't place too badly last year if I remember off the top of my, of my head. And I remember poorly because they placed quite badly last year whoops um but we've seen that lexus uh be quite strong in r- the regular series so races before haven't we
1: oh for sure um to a certain point where a lot of people were wanting bop brought against them too uh they've they've definitely have had their moments where they were dominant um you know in previous seasons
0: and their two amateur drivers, uh, Monte Calvo and Richard Heiston, they're they're not slouches. Even though Heiston is abroad, they they've got uh, some some performance in their in their boots, haven't they?
2: Yeah, Heiston, um he raced with Lexus uh, in 2019, won a couple IMSA races with them. Uh, he ran uh, last year in IMSA with the Carbon Audi uh, okay. in GTD. Um, and then you have Monte Calvo, which I dug up this little tidbit. He's a 2015 Pirelli World Challenge champion in the Mercedes, but can you guess which team?
0: Pirelli World Challenge Mercedes. Um It's, it's not, gonna
2: shock you. It's not WeatherTech, is it? It's uh it's Dragon Speed. What? In a Mercedes. Said, yeah. There you go. And then, and then Aaron, Aaron Tielitz, he he was with the Road to Indy, even had Indy Lights, um but he's been with Lexus for a couple of years now. He's also a Wisconsin boy represent. Uh, and also Townsend Bell. he's um, also he's the twenty sixteen Lamar winner in GTE Am with Scuderia Corsa. Was that with uh, Bill Sweedler and
0: Oh, who was the third driver in that car? Uh,
2: Jeff Siegel. That's the one.
0: What an American yep, and, car. Uh,
2: and the and the other and the other two drivers are racing in the Tier 3 car uh, coming up, but he's he's also an NBC commentator. For uh, IndyCar, I believe at least for the Rolex, uh, when he's not driving, he'll do some duties up in the booth. And, and also, he's the 2014 Rolex GTD winner, which that didn't come without controversy. I believe uh, that was with the Level Five Motorsports Ferrari. That was and right. That
0: went, the, didn't they make contact at the kink on like the last lap or something along yep. those lines?
2: Wow. Yep. I believe they had the win taken away, and then they had the, and then the the decision was reversed. So, yeah, and also, unfortunately, I believe he's had, uh, I believe he has a Rolex watch stolen, didn't he? Oh, that's really sad. Yeah. So he's trying to look for another one.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. You bet that he'd look for another one.
2: Monte Carlo Tealitz,
0: Heyston, and Bell—that's a pretty solid two, two bronze, well, two amps, two pros. Um, the thing that I'm kind of looking at and not seeing there is like a proper platinum to take the take the reins and really marshal the team. But I guess that's that's Bell's responsibility in that case, as thing as he's got the most experience and uh, you know, uh,
2: win, wins and plaudits around him. Yep. Yeah, I, I think so. Amante Calvo is not too bad either. So
0: we'll, we'll have to see how they work that out. Uh, Porsche have how many cars in GTD? Uh, and they have four cars, in fact, uh, split across, I think, four different teams as well. So we've got Wright Motorsport in the 16. We've got C, a GMG racing in the 34. Uh, in the number 64, we have Team TGM. Uh, and uh, right at the very bottom of the entry list, 99, Team Hardpoint uh, as well. So uh, let's look at, at these drivers in a bit more detail. 16, Wright Motorsport, Ryan Hardwick, Zachary Robichon, Zach, uh, Jan Halen, and Rickard Leitz as the Platinum, which is a pretty yeah. crazy driver to just drop in there. Uh, 34 has Kyle Washington, James Sofranas, Jerome Blakemolin, and Klaus uh, Klaus Backler in the the 34. 64 has Ted Giovannis, Hugh Plum, Matt Plum and Owen Trinkler. So that's two bronzes, two silvers in that driver lineup. And the 99 has Bob Ferrell, Catherine Legg, who I believe is the only woman in the field for the 24 hours. Um, and then Stefan Wilson and Nick Boll in the 99. So, uh, I, again, something that jumps out to me with all those four driver lineups is there's not really, besides Leet, I guess, not really anyone who really jumps out and demands attention. Uh, I, I think there's there's a few drivers there that I've never heard of before. So like the, the Team TGM, that entire lineup, that, that looks like a very
2: amateur lineup, Chris. Uh, it is. Uh, basically, that's a combination of their Michelin palette Challenge efforts because Team TGM, uh, TJM They race Pilot Challenge with two cars. And the owner, I I would presume, or at least the money guy, Ted Giovanni, he's really old. He's like 76 years old. Damn. Um, And the Plum Brothers, they race together in, uh, maybe not together, but they race in Pilot Challenge. And then the other guy, uh, Owen Trinkler, uh, he's uh, 2018 Michelin Pilot Challenge champion. Cool. And obviously, the, the other Plum brothers, they have uh, Michelin Pilot Challenge uh, championships in other years as well.
0: Well, it's good to see him getting a chance at uh, at a higher level. Um, I want to pivot to the team Hardpoint Car: uh, Rob Ferrier, Catherine Legg, Stefan Wilson, and Nick B- uh, Bowl. Bowl. I remember that name. That uh, Nick Bowl used to uh, drive in the Labra LMP two machine when that was a triple bronze lineup I believe or uh, bronze and two silvers lineup so I remember that name it's, it's a bit of a shame though that LEGA's is the only woman in the field and I think that's a bit of a a bit of a downward trend because we've recently seen you know four, five, six women racing in the Rolex 24. And of course with the iron dames and the Rickard meal racing team in the WEC as well. We, we kind of used to seeing more women on these big grids and big entries. And, you know, when you look at the likes of, uh, Christina Nilsson, who hasn't managed to find a drive or Simona Di Silvestro that hasn't found a, a seat in a Porsche, it is kind of sad to see that leg is the only one sort of flying the flag for the women in the race. Yeah. yeah. It, it's,
2: it's unfortunate. Uh, I know, uh, Simona De Silvestro port, uh, contracted, I believe, by Porsche. Yeah. Uh, races in ADAC GT. Unfortunately, she couldn't be here because um, she has a very success uh, successful history in the States. I believe she has a couple of uh, top five IndyCar finishes to her name. Uh, I remember one, I believe, 2013 or 2014 when she did really well at St. Petersburg. Um, and then uh, Christina Nielsen, I'm not sure what exactly she's up to nowadays. And two-time IMSA GTD champion Christina Nielsen, by the way. Yep, yep. I think multiple times. I believe yeah, two-time, time. yeah. Um, so 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 yeah. It, it's a shame. Hopefully, we'll get more in the future. Uh, obviously, um, with the FIA having more uh, efforts trying to find or build up these women drivers, um, hopefully, we'll see some of that uh, carried over here to the states.
0: It's good to see that Leg is still around, though, isn't it? Cookie, she's she's been a stalwart of IMSA competition for a while, and she's bounced around to a bunch of different things. Um, she, you know, she almost won the championship in GTD. Uh, I think it was two seasons ago. Um, but she was also driving the Delta Wing for while well, that program existed uh, as well.
1: Yeah, I mean, she's she's been around U.S. Uh, motorsport too for you know even when the Champ Car um, uh, series way back when too. So um, yeah, she's been around a a while and has really been able to you know hold her own and pace wise um you know we've had other female competitors at daytona which uh i don't know i would say didn't have this the raw natural performance or like talent that she's had behind the wheel and um so yeah it's it's a shame to only see one but it's great that she's the one i guess that's behind the wheel for sure and
2: and and she has grit too because Keep, keep. Let's take a look at her history. Uh, 20, 2007 Champ Car, at Road America, massive crash at the King, mm. Just walks out like she's fine, um, and she still continues to race. And then was it a couple years ago during the prologue for European Le Mans series when he crashed? She broke a leg. Yeah, final corner, and and of Paul Ricard, and I believe broke a leg. Yeah. Um, no pun intended, unfortunately, um, but and, and she still continues to race. So she's. She has that grit, the determination to still continue racing. And that's just awesome to see.
0: Yeah, so I hope they, they do well. Uh, team High Point has, uh, haven't had quite the results that they've been looking for. But Rob Ferriol, who's the, the driver paying for that team, um, isn't too much of a anchor, I don't believe. Um, and if we just have a quick look at their results last year, if I can find their results from last year. Um, they grabbed a few eighth places in class, which, you know, doesn't sound like much, but, uh, you know, finishing the season in ninth, or uh, well, actually uh, a bit better than ninth overall because of all the driver changes that were through the year. Um, they, you know, not, probably not the a- absolute apex of where they want to be, but still not not terrible. So I hope they do. They do fairly well. Um, the other Porsche lineups, uh, probably the more exciting Porsche lineups. The GMG Racing class uh, back leader and and along with two silvers, Kyle Washington and James uh, Saffronas. Any insights as to what they get up to, Chris?
2: Yeah. So GMG Racing, they they were they raced in IMSA before. Uh, they raced uh, last year's a one-off at Long Beach. Uh but they've been mainly keeping it to themselves in the SRO America competition. I b- believe they raced in uh GT America um with the team. Take a look at the drivers here. Kyle Washington, he's you know, he's a amateur guy. Uh James Safronas, I believe he's a pretty old dude. Uh probably world challenge champion, at least in class. Um and then you have Jerome Likemolin. Yeah. He's no need- driven everything exactly ever. Uh twenty four hour race already in the books for him as he raced, I believe, with the Red Camel Jordan's car uh at Dubai. Um if it if it wasn't the Red Camel Jordan's car, it was another uh Porsche Cup car. And then you have Klaus Backler, which races for a dynamic in GT World Challenge, couple of endurance wins to his name in that championship. Um so it, Jerome Bleakamone and, and Klaus Backler are pretty strong lions, but I think the other two are gonna hold them down really far. Like, they're not, they're not going to do... The, the, t- the two are massive anchors, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, and, and a pair of bronzes as well kind of sort of indicates uh, what we should expect their pace to be. Uh, running around to Wright Motorsports, this is probably the best of the Porsche GTD teams. Um, Ryan Hardwick as the bronze Zachary Robichon as the silver um and they haven't been I, I believe they in fact won last year Zach Robichon won last year's uh, GTD championship um mm-hmm. with uh with Lawrence Vantour as his co-driver um and then yep. Jan, Jan Halen and Ric- Ricard Leitz and Ricard Leitz is of course the the big star in that team
2: and, and Jan Halen, he isn't too bad either. He been, he's been racing the States, I think, since like the early 2000s. Um, he was uh, GT World Challenge America Pro-Am and Pilot Challenge champion last year. And he was also the 2020 Indy 8-hour Pro-Am winner. Um, and he was also 2020 Sebring winner in GT Daytona. So he's not exactly the worst guy to put in your lineup. That's pretty cool. So uh,
0: that's probably going to be the, the best chance for the Porsches in GTD. Uh, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see Wright Motorsport somewhere in the mix, but the the other three cars, unless uh, Leg or Black Mullen or... Uh, or uh, where's it gone? Backler do something amazing. They're going to be fighting their way through the field a lot of the time. Yep. Any protestations, Cookie? No,
1: absolutely none.
0: (laughs) Brilliant. We'll we'll crack on then. Uh, Next cars on the entry list are four from... Lamborghini, uh, TR3 racing who are running the GTD pro entry are also running an AM entry with Bill Sweedler, John McGrew, Giacomo Alto, and Jeff Siegel behind the wheel. We already detailed Jeff Siegel, a Lamar podium getter alongside Townsend Bell, uh, back in 2015 with Bill Sweedler as well. In fact, um, John McGrew and Giacomo Alto, uh, Chris names I've not heard before any insight there?
2: Yeah, so Mikuru, he had presumably the am funding the team. He was a Ferrari Challenge guy. He raced uh, SRO America with the team last year, because I believe GT America, because that's where like the amateurs, and, like all the bronzes usually go. Yep. And then you have Alto, who was a um, international GT Open champion before, and he also raced with TR three uh, last year in SRO America competition
0: two bronzes two golds cookie do you, do you think that's a, a a stunning lineup that we should be keeping an eye on
2: um it's definitely one thing
1: to definitely keep an eye on for sure um i i think it's 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 definitely going to have some um times during the race where it's, the pace is going to be lacking but i think you know you don't really know too, too much for sure how um everything's going to even out or mesh in with uh, with all the drivers so i i think it's got kind of a fair shot and the driver lineup is certainly eclectic for sure, in terms of experience.
0: Yeah, Sweedler and Siegel actually, uh, that's a driver combination that have been together for quite a while. So I wouldn't be surprised to see them have some great chemistry and be able to set up a car that works well for both of them. Uh, next Lamborghini is the number 39 Carbon with Peregrine Racing Machine. Uh, that's got Robert McGinnis and Corey Lewis as a pair of silvers and Sandy Mitchell and Jeff Westel- Westful as golds. Uh, Corey Lewis is a name that I recognize. Robert McGinnis is a name
2: that I don't. Uh, so whereabouts does McGinnis come from, Chris? Uh, he raced Indy Lights last year. Um, and he is also, um, he contended last year's Rolex with Lexus before. Oh, okay. How did he do? I don't think he finished on the podium. I didn't get the results in the notes here. They... but he, I don't remember him being too up front too much. Then Corey Lewis, he won uh, the Rolex in 2020 with Paul Miller Racing. So with the experience with Flambo's is there. Sandy Mitchell, uh, he was the 2020 British GT champion with Barwell, and he still races with Barwell. Um, And then Jeff Westfall, uh, he was the... He raced the N24 with uh, Glickenhaus.
0: Oh, well, there you go. I did recognize that name. There there you are. Uh, Two silvers, two golds. Uh, How did you rate this one, Cookie, versus what we just saw with uh, the TR3 team?
1: I'd say it's definitely better. I'd say it's a little... um... I would expect a little bit better um, result from this one for sure.
0: Yeah, I, I, I looking at like McGinnis and Lewis as silver drivers, they're probably a little bit of a step up on Siegel and McGrew uh, as Agreed. bronzes. Yeah, and yeah. I, I wouldn't be surprised to see them do quite well. 42, the NTE Sport is the next Lamborghini Huracan. Uh Don Yont and Benja Heights as or Don Yount, Benja Heights, Jaden Conwright as amateurs, uh Yont as the uh, bronze and the two silvers and then Marcus Paltola as a gold rated driver. This is probably a a bit of a step down considering uh you've gone from two golds and two silvers to Two silvers, a bronze, and a gold. Uh, Yont is a name that I do recognize, though, Chris. What would he have been racing in the recent years?
2: Uh, IMSA. Uh, he's he raced. Remember, if when ProTup Challenge was a class, he would race in that. I, I believe I tried he has the glass monkey cars. In the fact that um, Don Yont, I don't believe he's anything too special. I don't think he's quite that good. Benjamin uh he's i I gotta butcher that name so hard uh he races uh gt world challenge i know with aka asp in 2020 uh, and and rinaldi last year um so he's 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 been racing in two different types of cars within three or three different types of cars in three three years so interesting to see how um, experience can play out driving the different various uh amounts of cars jaden conright he raced you know IMSA and various career cups since his single-seater run in 2019 um, or at least the end of his single-seater run in 2019 and then Marcus Pautila um, he was a BMW driver, that's why I really knew him from, but he also uh, pre- he pretty much at every Nürburgring 24 he'll be with a Mercedes but he was also with uh, Bentley for a year or two, that's something I, I completely forgot Oh, there you go I think parcel
0: is really the only exciting or interesting thing about that car, truth be told. Yeah, I I would agree too. (laughs)
1: Um, Yeah, I mean, there's definitely some shiny moments with some of them, but yeah, I wouldn't rate it as highly as the other ones so far.
0: Uh, The final Lamborghini on the entry list is from T3 Motorsports North America, the number 71. And this looks like a, a driver lineup to Get a little bit more excited about uh Frank Pereira as a platinum driver and then a trio of silvers Matteo La- l- 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 Lorena, Mateo Lorena, uh, Maximilian Paul and Misha Goikberg, uh, as a, uh, a, the third silver. Uh, interesting to see is that a Guatemalan flag next to Lorena's it
2: name? Is. Yeah, he's many- actually. And he's actually a Lamborghini Junior driver. Just a Sports Car 365 pointed that out to me as I was researching this car. Uh, he, he drove Italian GT uh, last year as, as well as IMSA LMP3 in the Michelin Endurance Challenge. So he, he has experience racing in IMSA and at Daytona. That's invaluable. Um, and then Maximilian Paul, he is an ADAC GT driver as a T3 Motorsports as a DTM and ADAC GT uh, team. And then Misha Goikberg, he's a 2016 Rolex winner in Prototype Challenge, and if you uh, he raced for Grasser last year in Lamborghini um, in GT Daytona, and he's also, if you remember, the banana boat Daytona Prototype. Yes, uh, he was in that car. Yes, that was the best.
0: That was the best uh, uh, LMP2 car, the 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 big uh, yellow one. That was awesome. Uh, that was that that kind of excites me. He also has a little bit of a, a reputation for being. Uh, hard to pass and also hardy to pass as well. Likes to uh, get a bit of rubbing going, uh, and then pair that with Frank Pereira as the the pro driver. That's uh, quite cool. Uh, Cookie, when was the last time you saw a Guatemalan racing driver? Oh, uh, quite a long time.
1: <laughs> is that is that
0: the most is that the most interesting flag that we have on the entry list? Oh,
1: uh, for sure. Um, it definitely um, has quite a few different colors <laughs> well i mean i mean like, like in terms, like of, in terms of
0: in terms of novelty is like you know we don't usually see guatemalan drivers so is, is there another driver that you can uh, that you might see that is is as in, like uh, interesting to where that comes from
1: um I'm, just, I'm struggling to think of like a specific driver coming from a spe- like a certain area but yeah i mean a lot of the uh, specifically from south america i mean i guess juan uh, well, pablo Montoya from being from colombia i yeah. guess there you go Um,
2: Something like that. And and I'm going to put on my obscure little uh, hat here. There's Guatemala has a racetrack (laughs) and they have every, at least I don't know if it's an actual series or they have it like once a year, but they actually have a GT challenge. Look it up on YouTube. It's Guatemalan GT challenge. They They got like an old 458, an old Audi R8, a couple other like, you know, older GT3 cars. Then, you know, the rest is, like, you know, home-built stuff. It, it's crazy. And the track the track is wild.
0: I'm terrified, and, and, and I know Lorena exactly what I'm eat, doing after it, I finish this.
2: And Matteo Lorena, I believe, raced in that as late as, like, maybe 2019, 2020. Wow. Okay, oh, yeah, that's cool. i got to check that out. Uh, of the four Lamborghinis,
0: lads, who do you reckon is the, the, the one that's going to be the furthest up the grid?
2: Hmm. I think it's either going to be the T... Tea- the TR, not the, uh, Carbon or the, the T3 car. Okay. So
0: you're going, uh, Magedis, Lewis, Mitchell and Westville, and then the T3 car, Pereira, Lorena, Paul and Goldberg. Yep. Cookie, do uh, yeah, that would
1: was, you, that was, yeah, I would agree with that too.
0: I, I'd probably say the T3 over the TR3, um, for me, I think Swedler and Siegel have a, a, a good bit of chemistry, but we'll see how that pans out. Um, AF Corsa are bringing along a Ferrari, uh, one of. Two Ferraris in the field, in fact. Um, and the other one will be from Settler Racing. So we'll cover off AF Corsa first. Simon Mann, Luis uh, perez Compagnac, Nicholas Nielsen, and tolly Vielander. That's a pretty scary-looking car with Nielsen and Vielander paired up together once more. Uh, and then the Settler Racing car, this is always a great story. Roberto Lacorte, Sergio Cerno, uh, Sorry, Giorgio... Bleh, Giorgio Alessio Rivera, and Antonio Foucault. That car has been lifted straight from the WEC, and then added Rivera, who was the best, like one of the best drivers in GTM last year. And on the other side, you've got uh, Nicholas Nielsen and Tony Vielander, uh paired up with Luis Perez Compagnac, who's a great bronze driver for in the states, and Simon Mann, who's a driver I've not heard of. Ferrari are not not messing about with Daytona this year.
1: It's good, uh, refreshing. <laughs> Uh, they'll, they actually have some, yeah, some teams and uh, some entries that should do some damage, or at least, uh, barring any issues, be up front um, competing for the win. Which is, uh, it's been a while. I feel like uh, since I've really mounted a good effort at Daytona.
0: Yeah, indeed. I I mean we we've seen a bunch of uh sort of sporadic cars uh in Ferrari colors. I think even Paul Dalala ran a Ferrari at Daytona once, which was a very weird collision of worlds. Uh, uh Chris Simon Mann, uh set a bit of light on his uh background for us and let's see which Ferrari is the better one.
2: Uh Simon Man, he was he raced for AF Corsa and GTE Am at WEC last year, if my research is right. Um He's also last year's Italian GT Sprint Pro Am champion.
0: Well, there you go. So a little bit of racing clout. Where when would he have raced with AM AF Corsa last year? Because I'm looking at the Lamar entry list and I can't see his name anywhere. Let's see.
2: And maybe I I think he might be racing it this year in WEC. Maybe okay. I got Yep, yeah, so but he will he has been or will race with AF Corsa in AM.
0: Cool, okay, so a, a little bit of a uh, clout there and someone to keep an eye on for the season. Uh, but guys, Settler or AF Corsa, I've I really got to put my hat behind Settler here. Uh, the fact that they were taking GTM race wins last year and then you're adding Alessio Rivera, which was really the breakout driver from last year in the WEC. That, that is a scary looking car. And it's going to be beautiful and blue and orange and gorgeous. And I want to I want to see that car win.
1: And, it's gonna have a decent shot at it.
2: And something interesting that I found with the cellular car. Um, obviously, we are recording this on a Thursday, American time, and the first pictures of setup day for the Roar has been published. And Cellular has a uh, custom number on their number board. Woo!
1: Yeah, I did see that.
2: Yeah, see if mean, that oh, that's gonna go down.
0: is that is that a problem? Is that something that they're going to be?
2: Well, IMSA, is, IMSA doesn't, at least as far as, as, we far know, as I'm concerned, yeah, robot, they,
1: they know yeah, they might control, have switched it too, but
2: yeah, as no, far as no, I know, they have some custom number fonts, so we'll, yeah. well, yeah, we'll see. Okay, um, well, because that would have
0: been come str- straight from the WEC because the, the 488 is able to be um, swapped in that respect, so it's uh, probably just come straight from the WEC and they might have to switch that one over. I'm sure it'll be I'm sure it'll be fine. I'm sure it's fine. Right? Right. Right. <laughs> right. Right. Okay. Right. Uh, let's right. move on. <laughs> Can we move on? Uh no. <laughs> okay. Heart of racing heart of racing in GTD as well uh, running an Aston Martin, as well as Magnus Racing running an Aston Martin, as well as Northwest running an Aston Martin. So we know who's in the Northwest car. We'll probably say Paul Dallana's in that car, Charlie Eastwood, Nicky team, perhaps uh, because they're racing the WEC together. And if I have a look, David Pittard's also in that car, who's also a part of the WEC team for uh, Northwest. Uh, So... Very exciting. Paul Delano, great driver, great bronze driver. Has not had the success or the luck in major enduro's that he probably deserves. Uh is this gonna be the one that he finally breaks through?
1: Please? You could you could definitely do it. And um and again, it's just it's 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 how good that advantage is gonna be driving uh at Daytona. But um yeah, that's a great lineup for uh for GTD. Um with Paul Delano being the, the bronze. Um Dave Bittard, yeah, uh going through the gambit with uh, all the driver ratings. But yeah, and the Nikki team to round it off with just being the really stupid quick ass and uh, factory driver. So yeah, I I look forward to seeing what this can do, but this is definitely one that can compete at the head of the GTD field.
0: And this is exactly the same as their uh, WEC entry for this year with the addition of Charlie Eastwood, who has been a uh, Aston Martin... Factory driver through the young driver program that they've had there, so no surprises in that one. We'll round back up to number twenty-seven. Uh, the Heart of Racing team: Roman D'Angelo, Ian James, Darren Turner, and Tom Gamble. Uh, DeAngelis and uh, Turner normally in that car for Heart of Racing. Ian James is a name I'm not so familiar with, Chris. Uh, help us out with that one.
2: Yeah, so Ian James. Uh, he's, I believe, he's a dual citizen. He's, he's from britain He's from Britain, but I believe he's at least uh, has American citizenship or at least lives in America. Um, Ian Ian James, I want to say, raced at Dubai with the heart of racing GT4 and finished second. I could be wrong on that. Um, But if you want to go deep into the archives, I just found that he's a 2004 American Le Mans Series LMP2 champion.
0: Wow, that is deep into the archives. That's 18 years ago. There you are. And he also Darren. won the last year of powder racing,
2: so I wouldn't say he's bad.
0: Nice, uh, and then you've got Darren Turner and Tom Gamble, two very uh like stalwarts of the Aston Martin factory team. Uh, Darren Turner, I think, had at one point the longest streak of WEC starts. Um, until he moved on from the Aston Martin uh, Pro lineup. And then uh, Kristen Reid, I think, has the longest streak now. So uh, plenty of clout there for Darren Kerner and the uh, and 2017 team. Uh, and Magnus Racing is the last Aston Martin on the entry list, number 44. And this, again, is a fan favorite uh, with John Potter, Andy Lally, Spencer Pompelli, uh, expected drivers from Magnus Racing. And then adding to that, Jonathan Adam, uh, of course, Johnny Adam from yeah. the Aston Martin factory stable. So getting some really, really good support there uh magnus are uh, a fan favorite team uh and uh, after their success in i think it was 2015 uh, running the the uh, the audi for the first time uh, uh, they, 2016 I
2: 2016 think,
0: wasn't it? yeah i think you're right on that one um either way i remember i think that was renee rass behind the wheel for that last stint, so that was pretty exciting uh they haven't quite kicked on to do as well as i would expect it but mm-hmm. c- certainly certainly a team to keep an eye on if not for the memes because the memes are brilliant from magnus
2: yeah like uh, in in past years they would have a uh, custom like uh they photoshopped like movie posters for the rolex um i know in the past i don't think they do it anymore unfortunately but they had a they had a pit box to stream that they would have for the Rolex that they would go in the nighttime hours, just chaotic. Um, and obviously, if you remember, they had the uh, the, the Lego. Ah, video. yes. And then I believe Lego actually had a cease and desist letter to have them remove it. Uh, you can still find it if you look hard enough. Uh, I have but it's something I watch every Rolex, uh, every pretty much every for the Rolex to get me hyped up. I yeah, ha- but... I have
0: that video downloaded because they kept removing it, yeah. so I have kept that. And it was because it was because they won that year. It was because they, they didn't get any attention yep. until they won, and then they are like,
2: "Holy crap!" And uh, something that I found: Andy Lally is a five-time Rolex winner in class. All in GTD. Uh. I believe in 01, he was a winner in the prototype SRP category. Oh, wow. With, and then I believe the rest were, yes, in the GT classes at uh, the Roller because it's 09 and maybe 10, 11 with uh, the racist group, TRG. And yep. then the rest would be, would be with Magnus. Yeah.
0: So, Cookie, looking at those three Aston Martins, Heart of Racing, Magnus Racing, and Northwest, which one do you reckon is the one most likely to take victory? I like the ninety-eight. Ninety-eight Northwest. They they yep. do look pretty pretty solid in in all aspects there. Uh, I agree. What about you, Chris? I think I'm going to go AMR. AMR. Um. Huh. Yeah. So uh, again with the ninety-eight as well. mm Hmm. I reckon that's the most likely but truth be told any of the three cars could win uh, they' they're all that that quality aren't they
2: yeah I mean maybe John Potter is the one that you know the only guy that really is but he's the guy who owns Magnus so he has to be in the car yeah um, but yeah I think the three of them are both or the three of them are really strong lineups
0: well I mean John potter's like also got two dieterra wins as Real. well as magnus so wouldn't be unheard of uh mercedes have one two three cars if my scroll wheel will decide to work four cars in fact uh that they're bringing in gtd um so they're piloted by allegra motorsports gilbert courthoff motorsports uh and a windward racing and sun energy one so sun energy one is of course the brave child of kenny habu and that's got a, a it's an astonishing lineup in the midst of that. Kenny Habul himself, even though he's a bronze, a very good, a very uh, accomplished driver. Lucas Stoltz, Raffaele Marchiello and Fabian Schiller behind the wheel yeah, of that car yeah that is a yikes and a half oh, you mean uh, like marciolo that's mr Macau. uh lucas stoltz has been driving every mercedes from like black falcon to help racing team to sun energy one of course and uh HTP when they were running uh, mercedes and fabian schiller as well just a, a super accomplished driver in that respect um Straight away, I think that's that has to be the best Mercedes. I wouldn't even be surprised to see that mixing it with the GTD Pro field for stretches of time. Yeah, uh, no, I mean,
2: I, a lot of these could, and specifically that one. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised either. Um, because looking at the minimum drive time, uh, is four hours and 30 minutes for uh, pretty much every single class except for that you know, Cooper McNeil role, yeah. Um, uh, so. Theoretically, it, I mean, yeah, Kenny Habul he, he's not exactly the best. But, I mean, we there, there are worse drivers than him out there on the GTD grid. He has, so. a, he has a second place overall at the
0: Bathurst 12-hour in mm-hmm. the GT3 era. So, he, he finished second to WRT in 20, uh, 2018. So, he's certainly not a, 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 a bronze to sleep on. No,
1: not at
0: all. Uh, so that's that's probably the, like just straight off the bat, that's probably the most exciting Mercedes. Uh, the 28's also pretty interesting. Uh, Allegra Motorsports uh, has won this race before in the past, I do believe. Uh, Michael DeCasada uh, De and Daniel Morad as the silver drivers. Linus Lundqvist as a, as a gold and Maximilian Gertz as a platinum driver in that machine. Yeah. That's, a, that's a pretty
2: solid lineup as well when you look at it. Yeah, Maximilian Gertz uh, t- t- last year's DTM champion. <laughs> bring that up, bring that controversy up again. Um, then, uh, Linus Lundqvist, 2018 British F3 champion and 2020 Formula regionals, America's champion. And then 20, uh, last year, uh, raced Indy lights and in his, his goals IndyCar, but obviously not, uh, missing out on opportunity to win a Rolex. uh, Allegra have won this race before.
0: I'm just trying to confirm which year it was, but I am... 2017. 2017? Yeah. So a little while ago, but that's still a a team definitely to keep an eye on. De Casada and Murad are very good uh, AM drivers. And I'm just trying to look at where they finished last year in the the championship. And a few fifth places for them, a, a fourth in the final round of the series. So... Maybe maybe a bit l- less than what they were hoping for, but certainly a pair to look out for. Just by the way as well, I- I've just had a quick peek and seen that um, Sun Energy 1 finished second last year Uh Oh, in GTD, so uh, definitely a team to keep an eye on in the that Mercedes. Uh, two other Mercedes. The number thirty-two is Gilbert Kirchhoff Motorsports. Mike Skeen, Guy Cosmo, Stephen uh, Stephen McAller, and Scott Andrews. Guy Cosmo, that's a throwback and a half. Have a look at that for a name.
2: Yeah, yeah, I. It's it's, it's a decent lineup for for North American sports car drivers. Uh, Mike Skeen um, he's been racing in IMSA and like, probably will challenge for quite a long time uh, 2020, 2020 uh, Trans Am 2 champion uh, Guy Cosmo if you remember 2018 Asian Mans Series LMP3 champion and he's been recently racing in GT4 America um, St- Steven McAleer I believe he was racing with Aston Martin last year in Pilot Challenge even won a race or two um 2019 gt4 america east champion back when that series was split between east and west um and he also i believe did prototype challenge before i'll have to read uh, uh yeah. research that and then scott andrews he raced the lmp3 last year with riley motorsports uh won a couple races and uh he also uh raced wec last year for kessel
0: yes that was right um in that was at Le Mans with uh, Takeshi Kimura and Mikkel Jensen in that machine as well so that was uh they unfortunately had a, a, an issue and DNF at the race but that's uh, a, a exciting lineup for them in fact Scott Andrews uh won the MEC the Michelin Endurance Cup last year with uh with uh well, in, in yeah. LMP3 yeah with Guy Robinson, so definitely mm-hmm. a bit, a bit of a bit of excitement there. Um, it's it's super interesting to me to see Guy Cosmo back behind the wheel of a, uh, a car. He's, he's been racing since 1999 uh, in uh, like uh, open wheel uh, US series, and after a, a long stint in the American Le Mans series as well, uh, is is back behind the wheel, which is pretty exciting.
2: Yeah, this is a relatively new team, I believe it, it formed um, at least the GTD side of things last year. And they have, like, I believe it's a mostly gray Mercedes with, like, the light blue accents on it, sort of like the, like on the Formula One team, like the colors you would see there. Yeah. So it, it, it's an interesting livery. I don't think it's going to be up too high on the list, but I don't think it's going to do too terrible. I think it's going to be middle of the road.
0: Fair enough. Uh, the last Mercedes that we've got to look at is the number fifty-seven, uh, Winward Racing, Ross Ward and uh, Maka- Mikhail Michael Grania as silver drivers, and Philip Ellis and Lucas Elra as gold drivers. Uh, I'm not immediately seeing anything interesting about this car. Um, does anyone else see anything immediately interesting about this car? No. Like it's just well, you, all, you should because they're last year's Rolex winners. Are they? Surely yeah. not. HDP Windward Racing. There you go. Andy Inti- Inti- yep. Doncie, mm-hmm. Philip Ellis, Morrow Angle, and Russell Ward were last year's winners. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there's there's two of the two of the drivers have have carried over. Wow.
2: Oh, there you go. Yep. Philip Ellis. Uh, he was uh, he raced DTM last year with the same team because Windward Racing is also in DTM. Um, Mikhail Grenier. Um he you you may have known him. He raced for ML Frey in the past. Okay. Um a GT a 2018 silver class champion and GT will challenge uh, Europe Endurance. And he usually uh he usually races for Sun Energy one. Awkward. <laughs> he raced already two races this year with Sun Energy, uh the Gulf twelve hours and the Dubai twenty four. It's so interesting to see him um you he know racing with Windward here instead. Um, but then you have Lucas Auer, who uh, another DTM driver has a couple wins, I believe, in the old Class One days. I can't remember if he has a win in the GT3 era or not, but not too bad of a pick up there.
0: So uh, we've gone from nothing interesting to. By the way, this is the reigning champion. So <laughs>
2: yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> the, well, the thing is, like, if you don't if you don't know those drivers, you don't know those stats. It, it kind of looks like a bit of a nothing lineup, you know. No one really jumps out. No one's really uh gone on to to do anything that has been super noticeable b- besides, of course, winning last year's Rolex. Um, so yeah, it it it's kind of a surprise there because you'd look two silvers, two golds. That's not really a team to be excited about.
1: Yeah, it doesn't jump out at you, but um, you know, anything can really happen. Um, but just with the amount of uh, um really competitive entries uh, in this already, you know, 22 uh, field-strong GTD class. Like, it's going to be tough, I think, for them. Yeah. uh, But Podium's not out of reach.
0: Podium isn't. And uh, you could say that about a few of these Mercedes. Who do you reckon is the best Mercedes out of these four that we've talked about? We've got Cookie first. Uh, The 75. 75? Sun-Earners, you on?
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: That's, of course, going to be adorned in the blue with the red fire coming out of the front. Oh, it's actually pretty orange the whole way across, which is pretty
2: dope. It's more more orange uh,
0: nowadays. Impossible to miss, by the way. Uh, Mm -hmm. You'll be seeing that sheen around the
2: the banking for all time. Chris, would you agree as well? Yeah, it's tough because, obviously, some of last year's Rolex 24 winners are, I believe, with the Sun Energy team. So that adds, that bolsters the entry a little bit. Um, I don't think you can count the fifty-seven out though. They have some pretty good drivers in there, but on paper, if if, if Kenny Hibul keeps it on the black stuff, and you know just does, does you know whatever, it's gonna be hard to contend with a seventy-five. I think. But don't and, forget uh, to- And also, fun fact: um, Sun Energy won as a sponsor. They actually won a NASCAR race before. Oh wow, that is a fun fact. When, who did they win? When, what? What? When? Uh, it was Chase Elliott's first ever NASCAR Cup Series win, and it was at Watkins Glen.
0: There you go. That's that's a nice little wholesome story. Um, the thing is, though, guys, Allegro Motorsports also exist, <laughs> and that's a, that's a driver lineup that you should be uh, keeping an eye on as well. So I reckon it'll be a, a close battle between the fifty. Uh, the sorry, the twenty-eight. And the seventy-five for Mercedes honors, but both of them could be on the podium, in my opinion.
2: Definitely, I think I think any of the Mercedes, except for the Gilbert uh, Korthoff entry, I think any of them are a good shout.
0: Absolutely. So we've looked at Lexus, looked at Porsche, looked at Lamborghini, looked at Ferrari, looked at Aston Martin, looked at Mercedes. The next car that we need to have a peek at is the pair of entries from McLaren. Two entries are uh, running the 720S GT3, which I think means that this is going to be the most 720S's in a race. They're pretty exclusive cars, which is kind of interesting. Uh, the number 59 Crucial Motorsports Machine has Lance Bergstein, John Miller, Patrick Gallagher, and Paul Holton behind the wheel. And the number 70 Inception Racing Machine has Brenton Uribe, Frederick Schandorf. Schandorf? Uh, Ollie Milroy and Jordan Pepper. Neither of those cars really jump out as me uh, out at me as something to get super duper excited about but uh, Inception Racing of course won the Le Mans invite through the Asian Le Mans series for last year and didn't finish too badly there uh, but otherwise I'm, I'm not, really, not really super over the moon about these two cars, Cookie.
1: Uh, they look fantastic. Th- that's true. What? Um... One of them is just like in reflective orange, just looks really good. So, but yeah, yeah but driver he's lineups he's aren't he's stunning. Hard. Yeah, yep, yep. And, um, yeah, a driver lineups are not stunning. They're, you know, they're not crazy impressive to me, but hey, there's two of them now. So, That's you know, true. we keep getting, we keep adding more. So, hopefully, I think we get to a point where I think one or two of them start to actually have driver lineups that could be competitive for GT for, you know, going for podiums. But I just don't see it, uh, this year for McLaren. But, Hey, you never know.
0: Yeah, Chris, what are your thoughts? There's a uh, you know a big USA flavor in both of these cars. Uh, well, specifically the 59. It's it's not really anyone that I've really seen or heard of before.
2: And that's fair to say. Uh, Crucial Motorsports is the, pretty much a relatively brand new team. I believe it's based out of Florida. Um, they raced the Indianapolis Eight Hour last year. Um, Lance Bergstein, uh, he's a rich. He's the rich guy of the team. He won the 24 Hours of Sebring last year in the GTX class. Not much competition there, really, but it's a win's a win. Um, he also did creventic a lot in the past, I believe, with the QSR Racing School, school BMW cars. Um, I believe the GT4s. And then John Miller, GT4 America guy, amateur racer as well. Patrick Gallagher, uh, 2017 Mazda MX-5 Cup champion. <laughs> and then we have Paul Holton who uh if you might remember him from racing in the uh Compass racing cars. Okay, yeah, so that's what that team has evolved into. Uh any chances do you reckon for these two cars? Any a podium chance? Uh, if if any of them's going to have a chance it's going to be the Inception car. Um Brandon Uribe, um he's I want to say he's not it's not exactly, you know, the cream of the crop in terms of the Am drivers. Um he's a rich dude. He's, if my Wikipedia uh, research is right, uh, he's also a video game programmer. Um, yeah, but according to, he didn't do well in Petit Lama last year. I believe he wasn't and Andy in the eight hours. He was was you know having a lot of mistakes there, but I guess in GT America and uh, International GT Open Pro Am. Um, he was he did pretty decent, including winning the Pro Am championship and in International GT Open with Ollie Miller. Um so maybe I uh, maybe my vision's just skewed because I've only remembered the Petite and uh Indy 8 hour. Uh Frederick uh, Schandorf is a uh, twenty twenty GT World Challenge Endurance Silver Champion and also International GT Open uh champion overall, not just Pro Am. Uh he also raced with Inception at Petit last year. Uh, Ollie Milroy, usually seen racing with this team. Yep. Uh, and then Jordan Pepper, that's interesting to see because he's a former Bentley driver, 2020 Bathurst 12-hour winner, 2021 GT America champion with K-Pax Lamborghini. And that's, it's an interesting mix of drivers. And also, before I uh, leave it off the, the car here, I want to give a shout-out to uh, Cole T on the Discord server because he is actually employed. By this team, he go. He works at the shop up cool. in Great Britain. I don't think he travels to the races just yet, but yeah, he he works on the cars and he does work at the team. So shout out to Cole awesome. T in the Discord group. Awesome. I
0: hope you're listening, Cole, and I hope you enjoy uh, your race and hope that Inception do well for you. I am not sure that uh, that either the McLaren is going to be on the podium, but damn, do they look good! <laughs> I'll say that. Oh, no, they're, they're fantastic.
2: fantastic
0: Absolutely. Um, Acura is fielding one car, and that also looks pretty good in that chrome uh, blue wrap. Gradient Racing is the team, and they've got uh, Kiffin Simpson, Tim uh, Till Bettscholzheimer, I think is the how you spell that. Say that, Betelsheimer. Betelsheimer. Uh, Mark Miller and Mario Farnbacher. And, and again, the the only real name that jumps out there is Farnbacher. Um, the other three drivers uh, seem to be less uh, well. Drivers I'm less familiar with. IoT, though, what's
2: that flag for Kiffin Simpson? Uh, that's, believe, Barbados? Wow. Caribbean driver, he is last year's Formula Regional America champion. So he's coming straight off of the single-seaters. That's wild. That's a, a, another wild. We've, we've, what? we've got Guatemala, we've
0: got Barbados, and, uh, and we've got Angola as well on this entry list. That's awesome. Yep um how do we rate their chances the Acura that's the only Acura in the field uh and they don't have any factory support from Acura anymore uh three uh, three bronze drivers and mario farnbacher is that going to be enough to to carry them to to
2: the to to the flag in the good position <laughs> mario farnbacher and mark miller i they're competent drivers uh mark miller He's a Trans Am champion. Uh, So he's. And they they normally get competitive grids, especially the TA2. Um, He's usually, like, normally every single IMSA weekend, he's normally on an IMSA list somewhere. Yeah. Um, uh, 25 Hours of Thunderhill winner before. And also uh, Mario Farnbacher, 2019 2020 GTD champion, I believe, with a Myers Shank, Or at least. Uh, won a couple of Sebring 12 hours. He's also, uh, if you see an Acura or Honda in the uh, IGTC or Continental GT Challenge, chances are he's in that car. There
0: you go. So a a, a bit of racing uh, uh, experience uh, for them, but unfortunately with that driver lineup, I don't see them having a proper shot uh, cookie.
1: No, I, I don't either. I think that they would probably need maybe one more... Ah, piece or comment to drive a little bit in that lineup to to kind of keep them in contention. Mm. Um, you know where they could be really at the the sharp end of the field. So now, I, yeah, I, I don't really see them doing too much. Really, just finishing the race and finishing the top half of, the, of GTD is kind of I think their goal.
0: That, yeah, that would be that would be a pretty good goal for them as well. Last car on the entry list, lads. And hasn't that gone past quickly? It is the mm-hmm. Turner Motorsport number 96 uh, BMW M4 GT3. Uh, of course, this is the Liqui Moly uh, liveried machine as well. And a uh, livery done by one of uh, the good friends of uh wc and of uh, the podcast here at Endurance Chat, uh, Andy Blackmore, um, amongst mm-hmm. other cars that he's done as well. So great to see uh, Andy Blackmore still uh, working on on, uh, some cool cars and uh, Turner Motorsport has been a, a long-standing uh, player in the GTD field. Uh, f- drivers are Bobby Foley and Michael Dynan as the two Ams and Bill Orbelin and Jens Klingman as a pair of gold drivers. I've got to say I've I've gone and found some photos of the field um, from the setup day galleries that have been posted on either Daily Sports Car or Sports Car 365 or etc. And I can't get over how weird the M4 looks. It's it's certainly not a pretty car, guys.
2: I I've, I've grown accustomed to it. Uh, uh, nah, I no, nah, I can't. Too bad.
0: I can't I can't get over the way the the front tries to look like a formula car with those two big uh like beaver teeth out the front. That's what they look like to me. <laughs> You're not wrong.
1: You're not wrong, but I, I think the I think for the the race teams and liveries, that it, it makes it a little bit easier when they can, uh, you know, uh, put a little black strip on the on the um, on that like parallel bar that's in the middle of it, and kind of make that whole front end kind of look a little bit more neat. But yeah, yeah it's not; it's still not a great looking, great looking bar. thing. <laughs> great driver yeah. lineup though. Uh, Bill Orbelin yep. and
0: uh, who else is in that car? Bill Orbelin. Uh, Michael Dynan as uh, well, Bobby Foley as well they've taken race wins in GTD competition Jens Klingman mm-hmm. uh, as a gold as well Formula, uh, former BMW factory driver that's uh,
2: I think he, he actually still is I believe he is a BMW oh. works driver now oh, again th-
0: there you go so, so certainly uh, certainly uh, star power in that team not the absolute star power that we've seen in some other teams though do you reckon they've got a chance for a podium or is a, a top 10 top 5 what they're going to be looking for
2: Oh, absolutely for a podium. I I don't think it's that. I don't think it's that bad of a lineup. Uh, Bill Oberlin, of course, has the most wins of any dirt driver in IMSA history. Um, and Jens Klingman, he raced, uh, he did race with Turner before. Did ADAC, did GT World Challenge Europe, all the good stuff. Uh, Robbie Foley, uh, he actually ran the M4 late last year at the Sebring uh, 24 Hours, so he has experience in the car already. Um, usually, also does Michelin pilot challenge with uh Bill Auberlin um in the Turner cars in the GT four uh then you have Michael Denon, I believe I'm pronouncing that right. Okay. Uh he was their GT world Challenge America driver because Turner also double dips into SRO competition. Uh twenty twenty GT four America Pro Am champ. So he's kinda new to the GT three cars, but I don't think he's the uh too bad. I don't think it's gonna be that half bad. Awesome. So, so
0: a, a definite challenger then for, uh, for a podium. Guys, that's 22 cars that we've gone through for GTD. Again, I'm going to give you a second to think about it, uh, and then I'll ask you for your predictions. But once again, I'll, I'll say thank you to our sponsor, theracingline.app. Uh, and make sure that you guys all get on that for the weekend Uh, also on the weekend is a four hour Michelin Pilot challenge race which Chris will pick out a few interesting names for us in a second there's also the MW Clarkson Fantasy WEC competition or the Fantasy Endurance competition so Mm -hmm. make sure that you get your picks in for that it's free to sign up it's great fun it's a great way to get involved with the discord as well and in the chat rooms of course our discord server will be going there will be I think two chat rooms or three chat rooms going for that so that way you can tailor your rolex experience to the way you like it um at the subreddit uh r slash racing uh it will be cross posted will have a race thread uh, the race thread will be cross posted to r wec so you're not going to miss anything of that it's going to be a come great check us fun. Out at
1: the track pardon come check us out the track too we'll be there
0: you'll be at the track as well this year
1: yeah, yeah, I'm camping out of turn three four.
0: Hell yeah! So if you're gonna if you're gonna go to the track, uh, make sure you go Bug Cookie because I'm sure he's gonna love it. Are you you, just, you do just love interacting with people that you're uh, that are involved in sports cars and that you want to see, aren't you?
1: Why not? Why not? Uh, yeah. And then um, my girlfriend got me a bunch of random RWC shirts. Yes. So it has my name on it. So I'll try to wear those Yo! and see if make identify be identified. <laughs> So you so you'll be impossible to miss. yeah exactly yeah yeah you'll know who I am absolutely so uh,
0: make sure you get involved it's going to be awesome uh, weekends worth of racing two weekends worth of racing as well don't forget the uh, pilot challenge race coming up with the raw which will be uh, very shortly guys 22 cars give us your top three and I'm going to give you I'm even going to give you two supplementaries as well give us your top five in any particular order who's brave enough to go first I'll
2: go first Uh, okay yeah yeah okay uh, I think uh, number 27, Heart of Racing, Aston Martin. Roman D'Angelo, Ian James, Darren Turner, and Tom Gamble
0: behind the wheel of that one. Uh,
2: number 75, Sun Energy 1.
0: And that's uh, Kenny Habul, Lucas Stoltz, uh, Raffaello Marchiello and Fabian Schiller.
2: Um, I think the number 71, T three car. I think that's going to surprise a lot of people.
0: Frank Pereira, Matario Lorena, Maximilian Paul, and Misha Goikberg. And behind that, uh, Lamborghini.
2: I think that brings me up up to three. Uh, Number
0: 98. So that's the Northwest AMR, Paul Dallana, David Pittard, uh, Charlie Eastwood,
2: and Nikki Team. And number 16, the right Morton Sports Car.
0: (laughs) That's Ryan Hardwick, Zachary Robertson, Jan Halen, and Rickard Leitz in the Porsche 911. That's a pretty good spread. Pretty interesting group of drivers. Uh, Cookie, what about yourself? He's still thinking. Cookie has died. He's still thinking.
1: Hmm. <laughs> uh, I'll
0: I'll start us off with a sixteen. Um that's the right modern sports car as well. Yep. Um number twenty-one AF Corsa. Simon Man, Louis Prank Compagnac, uh, Nicholas Nielsen, Tony V in the Ferrari. Yep, uh number seventy five, Sun Energy. Just the same uh the same Sun Energy one uh Mercedes we've already chatted about.
1: Yep, uh number ninety-eight. Northwest AMR. Yep, and uh I guess I'll go the. I want to go a Lambo. I want to finish with a Lambo here, so I guess I'll go Car Bomb. Number thirty-nine.
0: Number thirty-nine. So that's uh yep. Robert McGinnis, <clears throat> Corey Lewis, Sandy Mitchell, and Jeff Westfall. I that that that's a good good spread of cars as well. I'm surprised that no one's picked the forty-seven. That would be one of the first cars that I would pick, the Satellite Racing Machine
1: it's not it's not a bad pick it's not a bad pick i i don't um i like settler but uh i think it's gonna be not not, not as much as you do (laughs) so
2: i've got that italian flavor
1: inside me but for sure
2: how many have i the two uh uh drivers that have been with settler have they ever ran detone before there might be a learning curve to that
0: yeah uh, they haven't ran what sorry before uh, Daytona. No, well, so, no they haven't, but we haven't we have seen first time teams win at Daytona before and one of them is Allegra Motorsports. So if I was picking my five, I would say um Allegra Motorsports, Settler Racing as as my first two um and then uh Sun Energy 1, Northwest AMR and then the uh other other uh, Hard of Racing team um possibly uh so or or even Magnus Racing or any of those Aston Martins are, are looking pretty tasty. So uh it's interesting that you guys both went for for Wright Motorsports um as mm-hmm. well as Sun Energy 1 uh and the Northwest team. So they they look pretty pretty solid. But what what attracted you to Wright Motorsports?
2: The experience, they're normally pretty pretty good. Um and Zachary Robichon's a very good. I believe replacing Trent Heidman. I believe he was with the team last year, um, and I, I just think because uh, Brian Hardwick, he's not. I don't think he's too bad. Um, John Halen, been with Porsches for a while, and obviously, recoupedly, it's yeah, it's tough because G, G- Daytona. It's especially for f picking purposes. There's so many good cars and so many different variables that can come into play. Um, and it seems like every year at Daytona, there's always one team that that you always like. You have you think of all these top teams, then you get one sleeper team that always manages to sneak up into the top three every year. It, it, it's tough to predict.
0: Absolutely, and and back when we used to do a, a a like a four hourly pick them contest, um, like way back in the day, it was a very famous uh one of our one of our very famous initial users, Castus, used to just. Put a random number generator together and just pick those cars because yeah, that's that's how GTD works. Sometimes they it all works, sometimes it doesn't. Awesome. So that's that's the that's the field. That's the GT field for Daytona. Thirty five cars in the GT field split between GTD Pro and GTD proper. Um, four hours, I believe, each driver has to do behind the wheel, uh, and so there'll be, uh, plenty of time for each of these drivers to have a go. Um, Daytona, of course, is going to be one of the longest periods of nighttime running of any endurance race. I think only, um, the Dubai 24 has longer, but that's also closest. They're
2: they're about the same. It's, it's pretty much, um a horse apiece between Dubai 24 and Daytona. It's like 13, 14 hours or something like that. It's very, like, maybe, like, separated by minutes. Yeah. That's how, yeah.
0: But either way, it's going to be more nighttime running than there is daytime running, which is always interesting. Uh, so that is our picks for the GTD classes. Uh, I, of course, it's going to be a very interesting race regardless. Hopefully not too much carnage. Um, Chris, as well, there's a four-hour... Uh, uh Michelin Pilot Challenge endurance race on the uh, the Friday I believe yep. um and even just looking at the entry list briefly there's quite a few names that are, that are of interest Do you want to go through and just pick out a few to focus on because the the uh, Michelin Pilot Challenge uh the 4 hour race has traditionally been quite a curtain raiser to the 24
2: yeah it's normally been a pretty a pretty good race as well not to mention imagine- the, uh, the other two Mazda MX-5 Cup races, the, uh, the Thursday and then the Friday before the Pilot Challenge race. So the, the, the support series, they're pretty much must-watch, in my opinion. But, yeah, starting right off the bat, you got the number three, uh, J.G. Wentworth Racing, the Toyota Supra. They made the switch from McLaren last year. Uh, Sheena Monk, which is the female driver in that lab, and Kyle Marcelli, um, who I believe did race IMSA GTD before did race uh the Mustangs when they're in um in GT four here in Pilot Challenge.
0: Oh it's interesting. Have... My my entry list has Jeff
2: Siegel running in that car instead of Carl Marcelli. Oh. Mm. I got the one from the IMSA website, the version three. So there might be some, differences some difference. okay. Because the roar for Michelin pilot challenge, unlike Weather Tech, uh, is not mandatory. You don't have to do the roar for uh. a pilot. Challenge. So with the forty-one cars we have here, there might, might probably be probably more added on. Yeah. Um so then you have the number seven volt racing. That's gonna be the bright highlighter uh yellow Aston Martin. Trent Heidman's in that car with his Allen. I'm not gonna can pronounce that last name, but they the uh, Yep. They <laughs> raced together in GT4 America a few times. Um then you have NTE Sport doing double duty. They're gonna be racing the Aston Martin. Um, none of the same drivers though. Riley Motorsports are fielding two, fielding uh, two cars, um, with the Toyota Supra, I, I see, believe. I see Colin Brown and Scott Andrews in one of those cars. Yep, and then you have Tiago Camillo, which I believe is a stock car Brazil driver, uh, in the sister car. So that's going to be interesting to see. Then you have Gmg Racing with the Porsche, uh, GT four. Kyle Washington and James Safronis are doing double duty. And then uh, Ford Performance Racing. Let me try to get the uh, interest here because that's going to be um, Austin Sindrick, Haley Deegan, Chris, uh, Chase Briscoe, uh, all Ford drivers obviously racing in uh, the NASCAR ladder.
0: And on my entry list, it looks like they're being split between two cars, so you've got yep. the 41 with uh, Sindrick and Harrison Burton, and then Chase Briscoe and Hayley Deegan in the other car. Yep, you'd be correct. Uh, Harrison Burton was the one. Uh, so, I, I also see that the Plums are doing double duty in the 46 car, Team TGM.
2: Yeah! Uh, they know, and I believe Team Team uh, TGM also has a sister car uh, in the 64, yep. with Ted G- and Owen Trinkler, so they're doing double duty all four drivers in the gt daytona class will be doing double duty in the pilot challenge race nice that's pretty cool um what, what other drivers you uh, can you see
0: on that list that would be of interest i think uh i can see jack Horsworth in the 68 yep. double duty as
2: well yep. smooth racing they raced uh gt4 america with the toyota supra it should be like really really faint bluish green i can't exactly like Describe the color, but it's an interesting, it's like a Toyota Gazoo racing livery, but instead of the red and uh, white or black, it's like a faint teal or something. It, it's very interesting. Um, then you have um, Carbon with Peregrine Racing, um, and that's doing W8. And then you have Turner Motorsports racing two cars. Uh Bill Oberlin and Dylan McCavern. Uh they're pretty really solid lineup in uh probably uh not probably much on but pilot challenge. And then you have Robbie Foley that's gonna be racing in the other car. Uh normally these guys are pretty good and pretty tough to beat in the G T four class. Let's see if the four hours of Daytona is gonna prove something different. And PCR. Uh, Foley's,
0: Foley's also okay. driving with Michael Dinan or Dynan as well. So uh they're doing double duty as well in that car.
2: Yeah, and then yeah going on to TCR. No, no, no.
0: Chris, you can't go what? to TCR. There's a there's, there's Black Swan Racing at the bottom of uh, the GS class. You can't skip Black Swan Racing. It's awesome. It's great to see Tim Pappas back behind the wheel after taking, I think, a year and a half off after a huge crash at Bathurst a few years ago. So, it's so cool to see Black Swan back, and uh, I hope Pappas has a great time, has a great fun time.
2: Yeah, and it's the Black Swan livery is so great. It's like a chrome darkish green yeah. gray yeah it's so good and then you have jerome Bleekemolen uh and sebastian Bleekemolen racing together i believe sebastian Bleekemolen is Jerome's son uh sebastian Bleekemolen, fun fact winner of the palanga uh 1006 <laughs> kilometers in a porsche cup car
0: oh hilarious love it. palanga is one of those one of those races that you just love to see of uh, course, cool. so that's that's some of the big names in uh, the 32 car GS class. What about the TCR class? These are is that like international
2: TCR? Yep, basically IMSA has the rights to TCR in the United States. Um, Michael Lewis and Taylor Hagler, uh, or Hagler, Taylor Hagler is the female driver. I believe they were champions last year. I could be wrong on that, but uh, if they if they weren't champions, they did very well. Um, the Hyundai's are basically the cream of the crop in this class. Um, and I believe Brian Herda's fielding like six of them.
1: Oh, wow! Um, so yeah,
2: <laughs> it's, it's a huge amount of effort by the Brian Herda Autosport guys. Um, then you have the number two, Ryan Norman, used to race Indy Lights. I think he ran IndyCar last year at Mid Ohio. Um, then you have. The the next one that
0: jumps out at me in oh, the, yeah. in in another one of the Brian Herder cars the number 33 there's a particular name there which is an a, an incredible story of recovery and that is Robert Wickens I I honestly cannot believe that Wickens is back behind the wheel of a car like that, I can't believe it It's well yeah
1: yeah Zanardi did it so that's true that is true
2: And it, it's a, it, it's aspiring because he's making progress every day um, the fortunate thing is, at least from what we know, is that he can still – he's still making progress on being able to walk again um, mm-hmm. he can, and doing all the – I believe he's still posting updates on like Instagram and Facebook and not on his road to recovery. Um, obviously, he did some – I believe he did a TCR test last year that went around the internet and that people were, were, were excited and I'm glad it led up to this because – Really, the only time he drove something um, since that accident at Pocono at IndyCar that left him severely injured uh, was, mm-hmm. that I believe, the Acura at Toronto that, for the IndyCar race with 2019-2018. Um, so it's nice to see him ra- actually be racing again in a competitive series. That, that's that's super cool
0: and I all, all the very best to 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 Wickens and i, I hope it, I hope it works out I hope he continues on his road to recovery and we see him driving a lot more and yeah especially the 24 hours
2: yeah and he's not the only one with that sort of issue in the grid there's michael Johnson he's also I believe paralyzed from the waist down and he has you know special controls in in the car and he, he he's not he won a few pilot challenge races before he, he's not bad so we got Two of those stories, although I think Michael Johnson's um unfortunately permanently paralyzed from the waist down, while Wickens is making progress. Yeah, um, but it, it's just an inspiring story in that Brian Hurd is fielding both of those cars and being so accommodating to um the issues that these drivers face. That's
0: that's really really cool. Um, uh, sixteen cars in the TCR grid. I can only see one other name that jumps out at me, but I will let Chris. And see if there's anything else that uh, is, is worth
2: looking into. Oh, uh, there's, there's Ryan Evers. That was the one, that was the one that the, I um, jumped the, out. Yep. And LA Honda world racing. I believe he finally, uh, I think after a couple of years of being winless in the TCR class, I believe he got one last year. Um, he got a new co-driver this year. I believe he had um, a female Taylor. Maybe it was Taylor Hagler. Maybe that's the one I'm thinking of from last year. Um, but yeah, then you have uh actually here's an you got heart Honda of America race team. I believe they've had a couple of IMSA entries back in the day. They're basic and what's interesting about this team is that they're basically Honda factory workers from Ohio. Like they're just a group of people who work at the factories in Ohio from for accurate Honda. They get together and they have a race team. it's oh, it's, cool, it's huh? amazing.
0: Oh, nice! That's really cool. I, I love those sort of stories of of just, uh, yeah, the group the group of guys getting together and and racing a car. That's pretty exciting.
2: Yeah, and that's incredible. And that's pretty much it. Obvi- um, obviously, Mazda MX-5 Cup Thursday uh, and Friday, um, Michelin Pilot Challenge Friday. But all those races, if you're in the states, uh, will be on Peacock, um, in IMSA TV. Obviously, for the rest of the international viewing area. And then obviously with the Rolex 24 on Saturday, um, it's going to be on if it's for the United States. Uh, if it's not on NBC, like plain old NBC, the channel where you get your you know cable news at, or USA Network, it's going to be on Peacock. So it, it's going to be an exciting weekend of racing. Uh, hopefully, uh, NBC's coverage is good. I'm not holding. I'm not crossing my fingers for that. Um, but it should be a very fun, uh, exciting weekend of racing, um, and it's just. A capacity grid, uh, Michelin Pilot Challenge, and Mazda it, its going to be amazing. Well, and rooftop ray too.
1: So oh yes, yeah, it's
0: rooftop yeah. ray. Uh, probably the best part of the the IMSA coverage. Well, oh, I mean that's that's pretty wild. Uh, basically, if you're not familiar with rooftop ray, uh, after well during the night hours when there's l- like only. Sorry, during the night hours when they shut all the other cameras off, there is one cameraman who sits at the very, very top of the Daytona grandstand and covers the whole circuit with one camera, and it's awesome, and he listens into the commentary and will basically follow or, like, respond to the commentary if they ask him questions by, like, shaking the camera. It's, it's an absolute cult classic, and we, we love we love Rooftop Ways work. He's, 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 good. he's good. He's good. He's very, very good at what he does. Uh, and because just, if
2: there's a battle on track he'll show it
0: <laughs> and well he can see the whole thing so he, he's got he's got the best vantage point in <laughs> the place and yeah, he gives that around to us as well exactly uh so yeah the mx5 cup prototype challenge race on the raw weekend michelin pilot challenge as well get around it get around the 24 hours it's going to be great rolex is always a a a, a great race for for newbies to the series as well. Uh, Always some shenanigans in the Discord. I think last year we had an argument about what is a toaster and what is not a toaster. So (laughs) that's just Mm a peak peak middle-of-the-night night Rolex. So uh, can't wait to have everyone around there. And yeah, it's going to be a great way to kick off the endurance season proper. Uh, And that is the end of our two-part Daytona preview. Thank you very much, Chris and Cookie, for helping us through this. Always. And we'll see you at the track, Cookie. If, you, if we'll, we'll point you out yep. if you get on camera, of course.
1: Yeah, we'll we'll have a bunch of we'll have some posts uh, meet up if you wanted if need I'm hoping to get the stickers in time before Daytona, but we'll have them for sure by Sebring. But we'll have those on sale if possible if I get them. So it's uh, looking kind of tight to get them in there before Daytona. But fingers we might crossed. Have subreddit stickers for you guys if it, if anybody's on. Uh, on site meets up with me and I might have. Him, so we'll F- see. Fingers, arms, legs, toes, and eyes crossed
0: for that one. Uh, please. please. Uh, yeah, and of course, we'll be watching away. I'll be watching from my corner of the globe on the other side of the planet. And, well, I won't be watching the whole thing because I work on Monday. So, you know, I, I better get some sleep. agree. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and-, and thank you very much for listening. Hope you guys enjoy the race. I've been Michael Zalavari. Peace out! Gazoo!
2: Have a-